Hello and welcome. I'm Dr. Bryant and today's motivational aim targets edunacious and self-control. Just to give a quick recap, I've been talking about the importance of maintaining an edunacious attitude as it relates to being an educator. And the word edunacious means holding firm to God-honoring principles whilst educating students despite past and present challenges. In the previous podcast episodes, as it relates to the Edunacious series, I focused on Edunacious in patience and then being Edunacious in generosity. Today, I want to focus on being Edunacious in self-control. Now, self-control is a fruit of the Spirit, and it's the discipline of delaying impulse or gratification for a greater purpose or a cause. When we exercise self-control, we're saying no for the sake of a bigger and better yes. Now we're trading something in the here and now for something greater in the future. Now according to an excerpt that I'm reading from Focus on the Family, they state that we teach our children self-control when we make them eat their vegetables before dessert. We implore our teens to practice self-control for several years after puberty in order to honor marriage. And yet the greatest reason believers practice self-control is because we choose Christ over the world. Now that excerpt that I just read from Focus on the Family, I thought it was brief, concise, and straight to the point to help anybody who's listening to this for the first time if they had an idea or a question of, hey, what is self-control? What does she mean? Self-control is the discipline of delaying impulse or gratification for a greater purpose, and this greater purpose is a God-honoring purpose. Um, the ultimate goal for practicing self-control, remember, is to choose Christ and God's word over the world, over what the world's doing and over what your peers are doing if they're doing something that's outside of God's will. And then self-control is the power to overcome temptation and practice self-control comes from God's Holy Spirit. And maintaining self-control is a battle. Um, people fight individuals fight I fight on a daily basis you have to maintain self-control in your attitude in your actions in your life in your flesh what your man what your natural man wants to do is contrary to God's word and you always have to choose okay I'm gonna do what God says over what I want to do especially for what I want to do is outside of God's will, God's word, and God's way. And it is a constant, constant battle, but it's something and it's an action that we are all commanded and required to do as believers and individuals who are, you know, seeking the Lord as their personal Lord and Savior. This is an attitude and this is a trait that you will have to embody and compass And it will require some tenacity, resilience, and resistance of what's going on around you. Because as it relates to self-control, period, individuals, if you try to maintain a God-honoring life and live a life of self-control where you're not doing what everybody's doing, you have a few people who will uh, respect that, but the majority of people, they don't. They'll make fun of you behind your back. They'll talk about you behind your back. Oh, I don't understand why you're doing that. I mean, 
you need to do X, Y, and Z. And, uh, you could be talking to people who just stop talking to you. They choose to go with what everybody else is doing just to satisfy, you know, what they want to do and what they want to continue to do. And you could have close friends who basically do you in. They talk about you behind your back. I think I just said that. And they uh, mock you, ridicule you. Um, They get to the point where they could possibly lie on you to make themselves feel better when they go talk to different people because they don't want to shine the light on what they're really doing. They just want to shine a light on you of, look how strange, you know, she is and look how crazy she is and look what she's doing. I mean, she don't have to do all that. The Bible is only for the old times. I mean, you don't need the Bible today. You don't have to follow God's word today. I mean, that was just for, that's for the past. It's amazing how some individuals say that the Bible and following God's word for their life, their life's existence and purpose, how they say, hey, man, that's that's for the old times. You don't need that. You don't need to follow and practice self-control and everything else the Bible or God's word tells us to uh, follow. You don't need to do that. That's old. So they say those words that the Bible is old. The Bible is not relevant for today's society. But they have the audacity that when trials and tribulations come, they want to pray to God. They want to seek God's word for their situation. And they want the miracles. They want the blessings. They want the breakthroughs from the Bible from God's word to apply to their lives right now. But it's for old times. It's just they want to pick and choose what they want to be applicable to their lives and what they want to do. So that's just a sidebar. It just amazes me. The very people who, and this that's where I need to maintain my personal self. I need to maintain self-control when people tell me all this hurtful, hateful stuff. Um very hurtful and hateful, but then come back and, hey, you know, I'm I'm having a little issue, you know, could you pray for me? You know, I'm going through something right now, you know. It's just amazing, and I have to maintain self-control because I want to say a lot to them in that very moment, but it's not a good thing or a wise thing to do because I know when people come to you for help, nine times out of ten, they really need it. And even the individuals who don't, you know, you still have to maintain self-control and do what God told you to do, despite how people treat you. And that's a battle within itself. Because sometimes, me, it's like I want to teach somebody something, but that's not the right thing to do. That's the wrong thing to do, depending on if the Lord told me to do it or not. But maintaining a good attitude when bad things are happening can be a very challenging thing. Exercising self-control is vital and yields far more favorable results than negativity, lashing out, complaining, or giving up. Although life's challenges and challenges are inevitable, one's attitude and actions towards others should reflect the light of Christ. Everyone experiences unforgettable turning points in their lives, and some of those very unforgettable experiences happen unexpectedly. But individuals have the responsibility to maintain self-control in the midst of personal distresses. 
The Edunacious Educator implements God-honoring self-control while leading their students towards success whilst enduring their own personal and professional disappointments. Now, in Scripture, David was not only a king, but an educator. An educator is a person who provides instruction, and King David provided sound instruction to those who followed him. David maintained self-control when the Amalekites burned and made a raid on the Negev and on Ziklag. In addition to taking captive the women, daughters, and sons of David's men and David's wives. David was the leader and witnessed the distress, pain, and bitterness of his pupils. David maintained self-control when the very ones he guided spoke of stoning him. Although David was going through a hard time of disappointment and distress also, he had to lead, he had to educate, and he had to exhibit self-control to properly instruct his followers. Because if you just think about it, if you were in a situation like that, if you were to use your spiritual imagination, you're a leader, you're an educator, you're the king, and the same situation that happened to your pupils where your family was taken captive, um, it happened to you, it happened to them, but they speak of stoning you because you're the leader. I mean, you could go into a fit of rage, you could go just berserk, go smooth off on people where you, you feel like you want to stone them because they're accusing you. And then you're in distress, but in the very heat of the moment, in the very midst of trials, you have to maintain self-control, wisdom, and then take God-honoring action. So that's just something to think about. It's just not, oh, you know, this happened to him. and No, you have to always put yourself in the same predicament or position of these individuals that you read about of how you could handle it and you can see okay this is what they went through this is what they did and God has shown us what to do what not to do and how we need to follow him in the midst of any type of challenging circumstance David boldly encouraged and strengthened himself he strengthened himself in the Lord and sought God's will on how to handle the situation that not only affected him individually but his pupils collectively. David led by maintaining God-honoring self-control, which involved purposefully seeking God first and adhering to God's curriculum for triumph, restoration, breakthrough, and deliverance. By maintaining self-control, tenacity, and faith in the promises of God, David was able to look beyond his emotions and focus on effectively leading those God placed in his care. It's understandable to be disappointed with what's going wrong in one's life. And taking one's hurt, pain, and disappointment out on others in a negative way, it won't resolve anything. But surrendering to God will solve everything. Now, it doesn't take much effort to berate or belittle someone because of institutional budget cuts if you're an educator, family problems, or personal frustrations. But exhibiting God-honoring self-control is intentional and the key to moving in the right direction that pleases God and produces God-honoring fruit. Educators, students, anybody, continue to look to God when the wrong things occur because God will lead you in his ways and his reward for you is great. 
Now, just because you are following God's word, God's will, and God's way is not going to be easy. It doesn't make all your problems go away. But God is strengthening you on the inside so you can be an example on the outside to what he has called you to do. So just remember that. The scriptures that I want to leave with you for you to ponder on throughout the day is Galatians, the fifth chapter, and the 16th through the 18th verse, which reads, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are under the law. And then another scripture that I want to recommend that you read today is 1 Samuel, the 30th chapter, in the 1st through the 20th verse. Um, I recommend that you read that to get a background of David and his men and what he went through as it relates to that battle and how his family and his people's family were taken captive. So you can just get a general idea and put yourself in this place like, okay, he went through that during a very difficult time and he maintained self-control. Could I have done anything like that? Um, how would have I handled something like that? So it's just to get into the mindset and just look at the whole picture of what happened and how even through adversity, we still have to maintain self-control no matter what it is, no matter what. Thanks for tuning in. Visit drkenitrabryant.com to sign up for weekly encouragement and to download the Edgenacious devotional on the site. You can order inspirational apparel. You have the option to connect with me on Instagram at Aim Towards the Target. I have a few Bible plans on the YouVersion Bible app. You can subscribe to and complete individually or with those you know. I hope I've said something to encourage you. Enjoy your day. Peace and God bless.